All right, welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This week, we have a hell of an episode for you, if I say so myself. But before I tell you what it is, let me get this week's contestants on with me. First off, coming in from Perth, Australia, I have Kirsty Prince. How are you, Kirsty? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> One day, me and Sarah were talking about how quickly you speak when I ask you that. Sarah and I. Just getting it over with. So we can get on with the actual episode. Woof, woof. Okay, woof, woof. Um, Matthew. Oh, sorry. Uh, next up, I have the. the did you hear that, Kirsty? You should start over. No, this is this is going. Shut up. Next up, I have the official uh, flip flop thong and horseshake guru. Matthew in the kingdom, baby. In the kingdom, baby. Hello, <laughs> hey, Uncle Steve. That's always funny hey, when you say that. Hello. Thank you guys for both being here. I appreciate it. Always happy. Always happy to have the gang back together, Matthew. As they say. Well, I was, was going to say, if you're a Patreon person, it's no secret that we've been on here for like two hours now. No, yeah. barely in it. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, let's go here. So what we're going to do this week... Two hours, 17 minutes. You didn't have to mm-hmm. say that. What we are doing this week is we are going to rank... We like to rank things here, but we are going to rank the title tracks from the 14 albums that have one. Kirsty, which albums do not have a title track for us? The X Factor. Virtual Eleven and A Matter of Life and Death. So some people might be wondering, saying, well, there's no peace of mind, Kirsty. How would you address that? I would say they say, will give me peace of mind in still life. And so we're just going to count still life just so okay. that we can have an extra song to talk about. And I'll be honest, I that was Ron Kramer's idea because I had talked to him about doing this episode before and he said, are we going to include still life? And I said, why would we include still life? It's not called peace of mind. The album's not called still life. And there are two other albums though, that don't, that we are including that don't have a title track. And I might be, you know, pulling somebody's chain a little bit when I say this, but there's not a song. There's not an album by Iron Maiden called satellite 15, the final frontier. Last time I checked, there's also mm. not an Iron Maiden album called Caught Somewhere in Time, but those are the title tracks, so we are going to include them. If we're being real nitpicky, but we're trying to have fun, and like Kirsty said, we get to talk about more songs if we do that. So, so I guess Kirsty's idea was let's go from the first album all the way to the last, talk about the songs, and then rank them, correct? Yes. Okay, so Kirsty, start us off with what is it? The they call it the it's a title track, and it's also a um, what's the other word when you have a song that's the same name of your band? Self-titled. No, it's a self-titled album, but it's they call it like the. Uh, uh, there's a certain name for the song. I can't. I can't. Well, you should have looked it up before we started. Yeah, let me grab my phone. That, that wouldn't be us. I, I'll just I'll just say that um, I made a playlist with all of the title tracks in order mm-hmm. um which was so cool the best title best playlist ever 
and it's good because it kind of you get that representation of the band evolving. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're uh, right. Might, you're I right. Just, um, add the other three songs. Well, songs for the other three albums, just so. I, I will admit, you, you, to it for my own enjoyment. You told me that uh, when that you said I made that playlist. It was it was a great playlist, and you said it did make it harder to make the list. Oh yes, all the songs were so good. Yeah. So yesterday I decided to do that. I said, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm mowing my yard. I'm doing yard work, and uh, it just." I had to go back and and start over with my list. Uh, it's called an eponymous. It's, it's, oh, yes. yes. Okay. It's a, All right. the same so. a song, album title, and name of a band. It's an eponymous album. Okay, so that's what it was. So the eponymous song. Yes, that's a really fun song with a, a great energy and pace. Um, we all know it so well. It kind of seems weird reviewing it. It's mm-hmm. just there. Um, but anyway, it, it builds momentum really quickly. It starts with that just one guitar and then the other joins in. And then once the drum and bass kick in, you can't really help but headbang to it. Um, chorus <laughs> isn't necessarily great, but the idea of having an anthem for the band is incredible. I uh, love the short instrumental with the bass solo mm-hmm. and the guitar licks over the chorus at the end. And I think Quite a lot happens in just three and a half minutes. And the way it ends, it's just perfect for stretching it out live. I think it's a perfect show closer. I know, like, obviously, probably some people are a bit tired of it being the show closer, but that's what it is. And, um, yeah, even even when you're listening to it, you can sort of see Eddie arriving at Mm -hmm. the right points in time and everything. Um, Yeah, we're starting off with a good song. I have to say that I do like all of them, so... Might be a little bit boring there. Um, yeah. But that's about Iron Maiden. Matthew, what about you? Uh, it's a song I would never, ever choose to listen to as far as listening to studio album tracks. Uh, but it takes on a whole new life in a live environment. Mm-hmm. And I love the energy of the song in a live environment. But it seems like a really basic track. And it's... It's good, but it's certainly not one of my favorites. But I do like the way they close out the show with it, and that'll never change. And there's a lot of energy, and I think most of that energy comes from um, from Steve's pl- uh, playing, or at least it does for me anyway. The version of Live After Death, I think that's a bit of a monster. That's my, probably my favorite take on it. Hmm. But other than that, yeah, what Kirsty said, I like the twin guitars and all, and Steve's little bass solo. It's a sign of things to come, you know, it is due to come out when you hear it. So it's always yeah. a highlight of the, the show for people, but it's a pretty basic song for me, mm. but I good think, energy. I think Kirsty said one thing. She said that the song, it's a lot that happens in a short time. And I totally agree with that. Cause you, it, it has all the elements in it of a, of a, uh, epic track in a way. Cause it's got lots of, cause you got the, the, you know, it starts off with the guitar thing that's one pace. Then, you know, you know, quick pace. Then when it gets to the chorus, the, the pace of the song changes again. Then you get the slowdown, you get the little bass solo part. Song finishes out. It's it's like you said, you know Eddie's coming out. You always know it. It's like it's like hearing Doctor Doctor. 
You know, when Dr. Mm-hmm. Doctor gets toward it, you just expect. I, I listened to Dr. Doctor recently on something, and as soon as that start, that part at the very end started fading out, like whatever, I, I just had goosebumps all over because I was like, this is like, I just felt like for a minute, because I guess I had it myself in that frame of mind. I was like, golly, it's just. And that's kind of the same way this is. You hear it, you know Eddie's his appear. Eddie's about to make his maybe first appearance. It used to be his first appearance. Now it's maybe his third or second. Who knows? But I think it is a good song. And I think uh, another thing, Kirsty said it was good because uh, y'all pretty much said everything there is to say. So I just attach attach myself to your ideas. But the the fact that they made it, it's like a theme song for themselves is perfect idea. And I wonder. Like how many bands have really went and done that and then still continuously play that song at every single show they've ever done. You know, I know like bad company, the band has a song called bad company and um, there's Judas priest doesn't have one, you know, but anthrax have one black. Yeah. They started their first album with it. So, I mean, that's, that's about as epic as you can get, I guess really, but yeah, having their own theme song is a great idea. And the fact that it's probably, been played at every live appearance other than like maybe a short three song appearance or something. It's a good one though. So, uh, next up we have killers from killers. So what do you think of that? Kirsty? Again, I really love the energy of the early days when they were more metal than prog. Um, the intro to this really sets the scene the way it starts with the drum and bass. And then the guitars just quietly joining in and building up to something. And the drums are so good in this intro. And you know how much I love Dave sliding harmonics on this song. Mm. Um, so Jesse from Wiser played it the other day. On, and he posted it onto our Facebook page. So you can go and see that. Oh. That was really good. Um, I love the solos in this. And I love Paul Screams. Um, another song I, I really, really enjoy. Matthew, this is a favorite out of the whole catalog for me. Yeah, that I talked about this last week. Uh, the intro on this—it's just—it's sinister. Like for the subject matter, the intro to this song serves it perp- uh, perfectly. I was going to say purposely, perfectly. <laughs> but the sliding um, that you talked about, Kirsty. So I always like that as well. But I've seen one video where Dave plays that differently, and I can't think what it was. I don't know if it was off uh, the Made in England video back in 88 but i love the sound of that and the aggressiveness in the solos as well like dave he's on fire in this but cool if you find it can you post it on twitter take savvy go look for it (laughs) oh yeah okay i I, I could find it getting it up there's a whole different story sure um i thought it was made in england but i could be wrong um but it's not hard to find it i think on the youtube yep but no this Oh, there's an aggressiveness in this just the whole way through the song, and I think Paul sounds great in this too. But have you ever heard Paul's alternative lyrical version of this? Yes. What did you think of that? Well, they hadn't they hadn't finished writing the lyrics, I believe, at that time. Mm-hmm. So th- I heard that he had made them up, but I don't believe. Yeah. It. Yeah. He's made, he made that um, up too. I think that was just the the rough draft, and they hadn't like. Yeah. finalized it ready for the album rather than he's making them up on the spot. Yeah, as if it was done on the fly, but that wasn't the case at all. Yeah, I've seen it's, that it's good to hear anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was okay, but I'm glad it finished up where it finished. Yeah, absolutely. But Killers, for me, is a killer track. I love this. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a banger. 
Wasn't that on Live at the Rainbow or something where he's doing the alternate uh, take? Is that it? Uh, the very first one. Yeah, he he has a slight change of lyrics in there, but I've heard something where I'm sure there was more that was changed. Maybe like something about We Will Stay Here. I can't really remember how yeah. it all goes now. Yeah, I, I think I've heard that a couple of times, but I'd just rather hear the real song. Yeah, uh-huh. it definitely evolved, but yeah. now it's perfection. For the best, yep. Yeah, we we talked about this one last week, uh, or well, I don't know when this will actually air, but we talked about this recently. Uh, You know, the bass intro is really good. Paul's screams on this are good, and they're even better if you listen to the Made in England version. Uh, Like this song is a, uh, it's about a killer. It's a ripper all the way through, man. It's 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 just an amazing song. It's one of my favorites that uh, they did with Paul Diano. So uh, I heard it on Made in Japan originally. And ever since then, it's it's been one of my absolute favorites from this era, bar none. So it, it's just an intense song. So I'll give it a uh, thumbs up as well. So, Well, that's unusual for you, something from Killers doing that well. Yeah, we're not talking about um, Drifter. The album. Oh. Okay. If only. Yo, 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 Kirsty. It's your turn to give us another talk about The Number of the Beast. Yeah, so we've got Bruce Dickinson now, and already he's telling a story, which I think is something he does really well. It's a fun horror story, and we all like to talk about at the concert, joining in with the opening spooky Bible quote. Um, There's a really fantastic scream, and an easy-to-remember chorus, and an excellent instrumental section. You've got two great guitar solos and even a bass solo. Mm-hmm. This is an absolute classic. Matthew? I concur wholeheartedly. Um, one of the most well-known Maiden songs, probably one of the most well-known metal songs, I'm sure. One of the most well-known metal screams. Uh, this is all thumbs up from me. Um, I think Kirsty's pretty much nailed this all the way through. This, it might not be my favorite Maiden song, but it's the most important Maiden song to me, and I've mentioned that many a time on here. It's, it was my introduction to the band. Oh, not introduction, sorry. It's what got me into the band, though, and cost me so much money since all the merch and, <laughs> and stuff like that I've shelled out money on. But this is a, a great track and poor, a sign of things to come from Bruce. It was good. Isn't this the song you refer to as the My Skinny Wallet song? Uh, yeah, more or less. If I'd never heard this song, <laughs> I would have been a, a, maybe not a colorful. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Mine is the trooper. I've definitely spent a bit much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do when you're a Maiden fan. It is. It is. It is. So uh, for me, obviously, you got the intro, the spoken word intro, which is Nowadays, it's almost, I don't even pay attention to it, to be honest with you anymore. Like, but when it, when you first heard it, you know, we've heard it so many times and you kind of just like, okay, let's get on with the song, get it over with, get it out of here. Now I've, I've completely, I'm completely burned out on this song as far as a live song. Like uh, if, like I've done polls, if you could take any of these songs away and never hear Iron Maiden play them again, what would it be? I always would say number of the beast. I'm sick of it. But that said, you play this song 
it's an amazing song. It tells a really cool story. You know, you get those, you get that scream from Bruce, you know, he he comes in with a hushed tone. That really would have been an amazing album opener for his Mm -hmm. first thing. You know, people, instead of people hearing Run to the Hills on the radio, don't even release a single, let them hear the album. I mean, cause that, that first scream, holy crap, you know what you're getting with this guy, you know, and like, and years, I mean, and little do they know 40 plus more years of, you know, give or take missing a few years of that. And it's the lyrics of the song are awesome. It's a cool story. The the chorus is just, I mean, venom. Yes. I mean, he's ferocious with that thing. And it's, it, you know, the, the guitar solos in it are amazing. We can, I'm sure all pr- pretty much you're listening to the song. You're singing along with the guitar solos, you know, and you can hear Steve do, 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 you know, all through that too. I mean, his bass is prominent. It's just, they're firing on all cylinders with this. It's, I'm sure this was kind of a make or break for them as well when they made this album. And, and, uh, and, and not only that, all, not only, it's a great song. It's a great song. I mean, I know I was saying I'm burned out on it, but you can't, you can't really factor that in. You got to say, is the song good or not? And, uh, now it might well, be- if you're burned out on it, it's because you really loved it and you played it mm-hmm. so it's many just, times, it- but then you just went a little bit. Over the edge. Well, they've played it so many times. Is more <laughs> of it too, but that's the thing. Then, so is it that you're burnt out on the live or the studio version as well? It's definitely live because I listened to it yesterday on my little playlist that Kirsty recommended I make, and I mean, it was just like you know, I was mowing the yard, so I couldn't even hear the spoken word intro. I was like, okay, here's thirty seconds. Okay, it must be on number the number the beast. So, but yeah, it's I mean. It's a great song. I mean, is it is it top tier in in their title tracks? We will find out. But um, next up, we have uh, "Still Life" from "Peace of Mind," and it's here again, like Kirsty said, because it has the lyric "Will give me peace of mind." So it is kind of the title track. So Kirsty, what do you think about this song? Well, they could probably have left off the backmasked Nico thing at the beginning, but it's a bit of fun. But it's probably only a bit of fun the first few times they hear it, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. You can actually hear Nico again at the end, not backmasked. Really? Just, um, really quietly, yeah. It's like, yeah, that was awesome or something like that. Um, this has got a typical Dave Murray intro. Mm-hmm. He, probably the only reason he writes songs every now and then is so we can play these soulful, slow intros. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And it's it starts off with Bruce almost whispering in the gentle guitars. And as it gets heavier, Bruce uses his raspy voice and he does a really good job of playing the character. I really like the verses and um, I really like the story and the lyrics. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. The chorus is okay, but not great. And the solos, they don't really grab me. But overall, I like this song a lot. Um, it's really interesting. Rid of a cut and um yeah I, th- I think it's pretty good i'm glad we've included it even though it's not really a title track mm-hmm. matthew i'm glad that we've included it even though it's not really a title track because <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs um dave murray standard wispy intro magical because i love what dave murray is not my favorite person in this band but whenever he touches something, I think there's a little bit of gold there behind it. And this is no different. I get the chorus part, you know, the whole nightmares. If, if I was going to say anything 
drew this song back a little. It's that I don't care about you know where Bruce is doing the mechanically steely peace of mind part, and I really <laughs> do like I like the solos in this, particularly Dave's. So I'm usually more of an Adrian person, but I think Dave is awesome on this. It's just the aggressiveness in it. But the lyrics, I think, are from a short story, if I remember correctly, but I do not know off the top of my head what the short story was called now. Yeah. Whether it's Into the Pool or something, I, I don't recall. Um, but no, I think this is a top track, and I wished that they would bring it back live, and I don't remember if the last time they played this was going back to 88 on the Made in England video or not. No, I play, they did. I believe they did it on the, um, the the tour that you saw in Dallas that I was at. I'm pretty sure they I, did it on that tour. I, I don't believe that they did. I thought they. I've never, I've, no, I've never seen this live, and I wish that I could. I think you have. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know, know. I, you don't. I, I know. know I've seen it. I, I know that Steve and I have seen it live. Yeah, you know, we saw, we did see this live. Me and Kirsty like did. It. We probably would rather have you seen it live, but we saw it live too. You know, I, no, I was glad to see it live. Kirsty yeah. was glad. I would have rather you. I would have traded this and hooks in you for some other songs, Matt. Anyway, uh, Bruce sounds awesome, <laughs> and uh, you know, this is a. I think this is a great track, and I don't understand why they wouldn't go back and play this again, unless it's just because the. In- it can't be because of the intro. It's probably because of the fan reaction. I think just because they've got so many other songs, haven't they? Especially from this album that everyone wants to hear. Sure. (laughs) But it's a good track. It's a solid track. I think it's one of the best tracks on that album. And as a title track. That says something about that album, I would say, is what I'm taking. I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. Um, For me, obviously, the the intro is, is... Here's what the intro is. It's something good that you can make your daughter laugh to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you hear an example because my daughter likes to record me all the time. Well, hang on. I had a call from you during the week, and this is how you started the call, if you remember. Is this how I started it? I probably did. Yes. So I, and I found it just as amusing as I do when I hear the record. Yeah. So, But but I'm only. it's not funny when I do this. I wasn't even laughing. But my daughter, you can hear her reaction at the very end of the call or the end of the little thing. So I'm going to see if it'll see if it'll play. Uh, let's see if I can. So it's, it's, it's worth it just to hear her laugh. That's what I like about it. Cause she was, she's always trying to video me doing something. And so, sometimes you just kind of run out of material and I, I don't know if I'd listen to peace of mind or if we had, if I was preparing for last, for the episode we do with Ron Kramer, but I had that song in mind. And so it, I just started doing it and she had no idea what it was. And then I played it um, right after I'm like, look, I didn't make this up. It's right here on an Iron Maiden album. So um, I think you've practiced that more than once or twice as well. Cause you're pretty spot he on. He says there. it's just in him. No, I said where I, I, cause yeah, I didn't practice that. I literally, it literally, I just, I just to quote something from a Wayne's World episode that I always loved. I just opened up my mouth and out it came. You know, it was like, I, and it's like when Kirsty asked me, she goes, "Have you been practicing that?" I was like, "We're all Iron Maiden fans. We all have that within us. We can all pull that out at any moment and just do it." It's, it's. I, I haven't done it since 
I guess I said it to you on the phone, Matt. I guess I didn't even remember saying that to you on the phone, but yeah, you, that's how you opened the call. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is obviously anything that starts with this is obviously not going to be a very good idea, a very good thing. So I was like, the next hour and a half conversation I'm going to have with you starts with this, does it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the, the intro, uh, you know, it's 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 funny. It's kind of funny, you know, especially when you hear someone tell the story of how it happened. It's kind of funny, but the song you tell that story in case nobody knows. I don't remember. I don't remember anymore. I can't remember who I told. I can't they re- just did the backmasking thing because there was all that Backmash. going on about a satanic panic. Well, no, I, I, but I'm saying, I think I heard where one of the guys told the story about them being in the studio and Nico mm-hmm. was always making fun of the the leader. Is it Idi Amin? Or, Idi Amin. Yeah, yeah. He was always making fun of him and imitating him. And, and it was just like a spur of the moment that they just decided, let's just do that. The same. And, and, and so either way, it's, it's, yeah, it's not what you want to hear when you turn on an Iron Maiden song, but it's kind of dumb. But th- like, there's obviously that Murray magic that, Matt here was talking about. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the song. You know, the, the the verses are cool. You know, they're okay. The the intro, the little kind of whispered type intro thing that he does. That's I think that's pretty cool. The story of the whole song is scary. It's a really scary story if you just pay attention to the lyrics. Uh, James's daughter did this on one of the Halloween episodes. You remember that, Kirsty? Yeah. yeah, it was good. James kind of produced it up. It was really good. It's a scary story. It really is. Uh, of course, that little robotic thing that Matt's talking about will give me peace of mind. I won't even do my imitation unless Kirsty asks for it. But it's Can't just Kirsty asked for it. It's not no. good. It's not good. It is not a. It's just. It's stupid. It just sounds like you hear it. It sounds dumb. I don't think you could do it. Why would you say that? So he does it. I'm picking up I'm what Matt's. I'm picking up. No, you're not sucking me out. I'm just picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Basically, Matt wants me to say. <laughs> are, you, are you putting down what I'm asking you to pick up? I'll, <laughs> I will only he's, say he's this. Picking up the fact that I would rather he didn't. Okay. I, I will only say this to give Matt peace of mind. Yeah, kind of wishing I hadn't asked for that. <laughs> yes. That's just that's even worse than the album. Uh, Nico does it. Uh, brute. Well, yeah, it's pretty bad either way. Um, but yeah, the song, I never minded the song. The, the Nightmares chorus is, it's okay. It's not the best. It's not the worst. Um, but you know, it, as a, overall as a song, it's, it's kind of, lyrically, it's awesome. So it, it, it's, a, it's not a bad, it's not the worst in my book. So it's not my favorite and it's not the worst either. So, uh, but speaking of least best, let's talk about something that will probably be very high on all of our list, Kirsty. Power Slave. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and it's another song that starts with a recording, mm-hmm. so that's mm. like three in a row. Um, this one's really good; it's proper scary. Um, and then from the opening drums, which are awesome, you go straight into a heavy riff, and they're using the um, the scale that makes you think of Egypt, which is the Phrygian mm-hmm. scale. Um, the verse is awesome. The chords before the chorus are great. The chorus is interesting, and the vocal harmony is over the top. They sound brilliant, and the lyrics are great. Um, we haven't even got to the best bit yet, <laughs> which is Dave Murray's best ever solo. Yeah. But it's not just a solo. It's 
a duet with Steve's bass. Uh, I love when that happens. That, that happens in Stranger in a Strange Land as well. And then I just love that change of pace when Adrian's kicks in and there's just like a little build-up just before it starts. And then you get a fast, heavy one from Dave. You could almost say that like Dave's top three solos are in the same song. <laughs> um, I kind of don't want this song to end, but that's okay because they, they drag out the ending as well. Um, this song's perfection. I think we know how she's going to vote, Matthew. What about you? I like it. I think it's a good track. It, at one time or another, it's been a favorite track of mine. Um, one of my favorite parts you touched on, Kirsty, like Dave and Steve playing together. Uh, but I always thought more of it, I mean, I, I guess I do think more of it as Steve's part to me. So when I was in my mid-teens, I got a bass. And the only reason I got it was so I could play this little part of the song because I loved it. But I love the heaviness when they come back. And when Adrian's solo starts up, that's my little bit of gold in this. And particularly the version on Live After Death. He's got that little pinch harmonic that he snaps in mm. there. On my then, Live After Death video, um, uh-huh. it's warped just at that moment where Adrian oh, comes no. in. Oh, God, I would hate that. Like, um, overplaying it. Because oh, I would you know, cue back through that, listen to it on a CD. I love that little part of that. But no, this is a great track, and I do love the harmonies. Like This is one where I always notice that Adrian goes with the lower harmony as well. And it, I don't know, it used to make me feel kind of sad, like watching the live after death and the mummy would come out. And, you know, I hear Dave's, uh, not Dave, Adrian's lower section in this. And it's like, oh, you know, he's a slave. He's, he's dead now. But, no, it's an interesting track. I like the lyrics in this. And, you know, Bruce is awesome as Bruce is, but this would be one of my favorites. But for me, this is more about the music than the lyrics and Bruce's delivery as good as he is. The music's just spot on for me here. It just works everywhere. But I don't like those little background vocals that they play at the concert now that, uh, that you were referring to. The what? I wish they'd... Mm. When, how did you describe it, Kirsty? You said I something didn't about describe it like that. I just said vocal harmonies <laughs> over the vocal top. Vocal harmonies. That's what I was trying to think. Um, of. I was having a moment. You can see um, Among where many. Bruce Dickinson did his solo band. You can see just Adrian Smith doing the fucking ah. vocals for it. And I'd rather have that. Maybe you don't yeah. get the full effect, but I'd, I'd rather just have it as live as possible. But it doesn't take anything away from the song itself. It adds, Matthew. It adds. It adds. Okay. It's it's a little thing that's giving you a little more of the feel of the how the song sounds in the studio. And I, I, I for one, don't. It doesn't bother me at all. It's like it's just a little thing that helps because it's not something that it's not something that Steve Harris and Adrian Smith are going to be able to provide. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, Can I see Steve doing this in tune? I can see him kind of shouting. <laughs> I, can see, I, can, I can see him trying. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Let's. I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm getting close to saying something not so nice about Adrian, and I don't want to lose Kirsty. Oh, uh, I just. Look, I don't think he's the best singer that there ever was. Yeah. I mean, the, just just either way, the two of them together aren't going to even touch that real high thing. They're just not going to hit it. I mean, and it would take. You'd have to have a choir of people to do it anyway. So, um, a choir of people and a squirrel grip. 
Okay. So, um, <laughs> you don't yeah. know what a squirrel grip is? So anyway, Power Slave, Kirsty pretty much summed it up with, with one little sentence. This is a perfect song. I mean, the, the, the way it starts off with the, you know, the, you hear the heavy breathing or whatever's going on. And then you hear the, you know, the Nico's rolling into it. And I mean, the, you know, that little, that's great. The way that Bruce delivers the verses is really good. That like Kirsty mentioned, the little lead up into the chorus, the little musical section is really good. The, the thing that Matt was saying he doesn't like, the harmonized thing, I think that sounds really good. And the chorus is amazing. But what really does the song even better, and how many Maiden songs could you say this about, is the musical passages after you get past the verse sections where, you know, you have the little breakdown section. The soloing by Dave Murray is obviously incredible. How it works its way back up and builds back up and then you get more solos and then it gets all the way to the, almost the teardown part where you go and it gets all that. It just kind of, it's such a cool transition, you know, how it just, they, they, they musically, the notes go from higher to lower to lower. And then Nico just keeps doing all that rolling something that uh, just a straight drum beat. Imagine if he just played the straight drum beat, like that idiot that I played for y'all earlier. Or the, for you, Kirsty. Imagine if that was yeah. how Nico played that section. It ruined the song. But um, so after that, I mean, you know, the song goes and it ends and it does everything. It's just it's it's an amazing song. I feel like I'm repeating things you guys have said, and it's it's getting redundant because what more can you say about uh, it's perfect? <laughs> it's perfect. And I have editing to do. So uh, the next song we're going to talk about is another non-title track that's that's going to get the title track treatment here. Caught Somewhere in Time, Kirsty. Well, I love the sound of the guitar synths. So to me, this intro is awesome. Um, and it's, it's like a little fanfare that opens the album. And this is like a really fast galloping song. It's got a nice pace and it's got nice sing-along vocal melodies. Bruce sounds great on the chorus. Um, the instrumental here is incredible. I've just gone on about Dave on the last song, and he's great here too. But this is one of my favourite Adrian solos. I know I've got a lot, but this is <laughs> genuinely one right up there. And it goes for over a minute, so that's incredible. Wow. Um, I had a little bit of a thought when I was listening to this. Would I have liked it as much on regular guitars? I wondered if I'm, hmm. I think it's better than it is because I really love the synth sound, but it doesn't matter because that's how the song sounds. <laughs> and and I love it, and it's one of my favorite songs. Hmm. And I was just disappointed when I played my playlist because I feel like it needs to go into Wasted Years every time I hear it. Hmm. But, yeah. Pretty much, good e- song. pretty much every one of these songs, when it would end, I would expect the next song to start. <laughs> I'd hmm. be like, it would, and then it wouldn't, and I'd be like... Okay. This is the one where it threw me the most. Okay, okay. Well, of course. My favorite one to punch. Of course, yeah. So, what about you, Matt? I do like this track, and this is just a really vibrant sounding introduction to this, and I think it's a perfect introduction to the song. And the musical passages in this, what I love the most, Bruce is, yeah, he sounds good. The chorus, yeah, I don't mind the chorus. 
Uh, I certainly don't think it's a tired song from a tired band <laughs> recording a tired album. I've heard that some people do, but I'm not of that opinion. I don't know, and I mentioned this once before, I don't know if this will translate as well live. And for me, this will always be a studio track to go to. But I love the music in this. To me, that's what it's all about. And I do like the sound of the synths in this, and I can't imagine it played any other way, which is fine. Uh, I have no problem with the synths at all. But no, I think this is a great track. And like you, like you say about Adrian Solo, he's on fire in this. I love it top-notch maybe maybe that quote you were talking about was a tired quote by a tired writer yeah so yeah caught somewhere in time first brand new track i ever heard from iron maiden i absolutely love the intro it's lush it's just gorgeous uh it it leads into just a frenetically paced song bruce sounds great in the verses he's Sounds great in the chorus. I can't imagine that would be something that would be easy to pull off live at 29 or at mm. 60, whatever, however old he is. 58, uh, 60, that make him 65 this year. If they pull, if they try to pull cut somewhere in time off, I can't imagine that he might let the chorus the, the, be sung by the crowd. <laughs> you know, um, lots of Vince Neil for the, the mic. I'll be up for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, fans would love it, you know. I mean, it's, it, but I mean, you really think a 65 year old man, you know, that he's wailing on that chorus, you know. But yeah, this this song, it, it's great musically. I, I love it. It's, it's I'm not going to add a whole bunch because, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of repeating what you got, what you guys are saying, and there's kind of a reason for that because I'm the dumb one in the group, so I like to go last. So, so next up we have another one. But this one is a real title track. It's called Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Kirsty, what do you think of this one? Uh, another another one of my favorites. This is going to be hard to rank, I tell you what. Um, the chorus sound on the keyboards is great. I feel like Iron Maiden started off really great with the keyboards, and they've, they've gone a bit downhill. The keyboards are a bit annoying on Sinjutsu. Hmm. Anyway... It's a nice, majestic song with a great verse melody and interesting lyrics. The chorus, that's um, a bit repetitive. Luckily, Bruce doesn't have a lisp. <laughs> the instrumental section is great. It's so atmospheric, that bit, after Bruce speaks. And I was thinking, would this be better if somebody else spoke? You know, like the guy they got for the number of the beast. But I think Bruce hmm. is kind of narrating a story throughout the whole album. So it kind of makes sense that he's doing it. Yeah. Anyway, that bit after he speaks, when the guitars are chugging from left to right and the keyboards and there's a drum underneath that sounds a bit like a train going along. Um, that's just really atmospheric. And it, it doesn't even seem that long to me. But then after that is one of the best three minutes of their whole career. I tell you mm -hmm. that just tons and tons of absolutely amazing solos. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is going to be tricky for me. I'm literally staring. I have two lists made, one that I did on my computer and one that's on my phone. And there's a couple of subtle differences on each list. And I'm just staring at them, trying to figure out which list I want to go with. Matt, what do you think of this song? I really, really like this song. Uh, so this was the first new release that I had bought. And I remember, you know, this is back on album days, a record, a vinyl. 
And I don't know why, but I used to listen to the first half of this song, and I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to the second half. It's all just music. And then over time, it became, I don't want to listen to the second, uh, to the first half of the <laughs> song. All I want to do is listen to the music, because like Kirsty said, it is just on point. Like the two Dave solos at the start of the second half, and then Adrian solos. Well, that's just where I'm at. That's my jam. Once he's kicking into this, but I don't mind the spoken word. And I remember I used to drive my uh, stepdaughters around, and the younger one, she would quote, you know, Bruce's little passage, <laughs> and which I, I used to think that was really cool that she would do that. Yeah, but. The little, uh, the middle section. Sometimes I've got to be in the mood to hear that. You know, there's that slow building tension leading into that musical second half. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm in the mood for it. Sometimes not. So I'll have the tendency to to cue through that just to speed things up a little. Uh, I don't really have a problem with the the chorus at all, even though it is very repetitive and that can be something that aggravates me from time to time. But in this case, there's just so much good stuff about this song that it. The chorus doesn't bother me at all. I like the lyrics in this. I like Bruce's delivery. I like pretty much everything about this. And I think it's bombastic, the second half of this song. It takes on a life of its own. So colourful. But no, I think it's uh, one of their one of their better tracks. I'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> I'm just going to simply say that makes three of us. Um, it's an amazing track. It's an amazing track. And like you said, the music part, you know, with the, and I will. I don't know if either of y'all said this because there was a lot just said. But the little added keyboard effects during some of the music toward <laughs> the that last three or four minutes that Kirsty was referring to, that adds a lot too. I think that's really. It, it's a it's a fantastic song. It's a it's there's like I said there's so many songs you can listen to by Maiden, where almost could be an instrumental like you know like to me like. Not as a title track, but Lost for Words. It's a it's an awesome song just to listen to. You don't even need lyrics. So this is a this is a band that could go and do an instrumental set that I could listen to probably. So uh, next album we have is uh, No Prayer for the Dying, Kirsty. This is a a nice song, and it's got a nice intro, and it's something really different, and it's like their first proper ballad, really. And it would have been better if Bruce had really sung it the way he sung all the ballads that came after this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit raspy on this album, especially at time when he sings, you've got nothing to lose. And, <laughs> yeah. and I know I've noticed it before, but like on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, he, um, he really hammered that home. Um, of course, it is Iron Maiden, so it ends up getting faster and heavier, thank goodness. And by the time we get to Yannick's solo, it's actually it's actually pretty wild. It gets pretty fast and heavy. Um, yeah, it's a good song. Matthew? You've got nothing to lose. I love that line, the way he delivers that. Uh, but I love Raspy Bruce. I've said that before. <laughs> this is one of my favorites off that album. And I do like this album quite a bit. I know it doesn't get the love that maybe um, it should and that some people think it's not as good as Peace of Mind, whereas other people think it's comparable with Peace of Mind. You know who you are. Uh, I like the <laughs> lyrical approach to this. I'm not going to get any further than that. No, I like uh, Bruce's delivery. I really like Bruce's delivery in this. And I was thinking about it today, and I was like, this is kind of trademark made. And slow intro, heavy riff to start with, to, uh, to 
get the song underway proper midway through. And then that chaotic, I'm not going to say chaotic mess, the aggressiveness of the solos. And all. I love it. I think this is one of the, the best tracks on this album. And it's another track that I wish I'd get to hear live. But this is two thumbs up from me. I think it's a great one. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a great song. It's nice intro. and But Kirsty, would you say their first ballad could have probably been Strange World, though? Oh, yeah, um, I think like the first sort of um, more ballady ballad, like Strange Worlds, like, it's quite strange, isn't just, it? Yeah, it's just mellow. I guess, yeah, that's, that's probably more mellow than it is about. Yeah, this is more kind of proper for what other bands were doing, Like, except that Maiden mm. really toughened it up at a certain point and got really heavy, lots of cool guitar solos and dual lead yeah. lines. And um, I, like I said, I've said this before, but you know, this is one of those songs where you know someone kind of really questioning their existence uh, which I think was something, you know, Steve was, I don't know that Steve was doing that per se, but, you know, as the next few albums went along and his marriage fell apart and, you know, there's a little bit more of, you know, questioning going on, kind of like what um, Matt brought up last week in the song 2AM, you know, kind of just like, what am I doing here? And and I think that's definitely, this definitely fits the bill with, with kind of that. And I love it, man. I, I just think it's a great song. It's, it's, I think it's really underrated. I think it's one that they'll we'll never hear again unless they do a '90s era tour at some point. Which you know, I think the, we'll the, never hear again. Yeah, I think the amount of tours that we're going to get moving forward are you know got to be getting they got to be slowing down at some point. I mean, they're getting oh, well. At least we have heard it. Oh, Kirsty, just drive the just drive the nails right <sighs> into Matt's heart. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you did get to hear it, didn't you? So yeah, we. That's we, nice. That's nice. Nice. Weez did get to hear it, didn't we? I'm Weez? happy. I'm happy. Uh, don't remember, Don't forget, I haven't seen Legacy of the Beast. So true. Matt's seen that multiple times. So yeah, he's seen the, the Senjutsu version of Legacy of the Beast, and all the costume changes. <laughs> His favorite part. <laughs> so um. Yeah, but I, I think No Prayer for the Dying is a really good song. I think it's a really I think it's underrated in the uh catalog of um of of what is a pretty damn great list of songs we have, really, to be honest, when you talk about maiden title tracks. There's not really a dud in the group. So uh next speaking of duds though, the next album <laughs> the next album that came out was called Fear of the Dark, and we have a title track from that one as well, don't we, Kirsty? Yes, well, I mean, the album's not got that many good songs on it, but luckily this is a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a nice, quiet intro. We need to start getting used to them. This is where yeah. I think <laughs> Bruce is telling a story or discussing a phobia anyway. Uh, I do love the line, have you felt your next screen crawl? <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty unusual way of putting it, but it sounds good. Um I can't hear this song without hearing the crowd in my head. It seems like it's missing something when you listen to the studio album now. Big time. Uh, when I hear when they sing the chorus, I can see them all jumping in time to the music in my mind. Uh, it's so fun live, but I'm kind of tired of it. This is mm. my, you know, your number of the beast. Uh, that, but that's not the song's fault. It's got all the elements of a good Maiden song. I I just don't feel excited about it. But some, of course, I like it. Some people take bathroom breaks during that song. 
Or take. Uh, yeah, if I had to, I've never taken a bathroom break during an Iron Maiden show. But Neither have if I. I had to, if I had to, um, that would probably be when I'd do it. I don't think I've ever taken a bath. If I did, it would have had to have uh, been with my one of my kids with me. It would. Have yeah, I'm gonna say. Hopefully, I'll have a child with me next time I go. But I'm pretty sure that I always make sure that we eat, drink, and eat as little as possible right before the show. Everyone go to the bathroom right before the show, mm-hmm. the, you know, and all that. And it's really good for me because there's never a queue because there's not that many women going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like when I took my kids to Katy Perry, I had to wait for hours for the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Is that all the positives on Fear of the Dark now? The toilet breaks are easy as well. Yeah, that's that is something good about Fear yeah. of the Dark. If if you're listening, sorry, Matt, you you talk it up for us. Go for it. Uh, no, I think that Fear of the Dark is an excellent time for a, a bathroom break mm-hmm. and um, and to buy some merch. No, <laughs> yeah, to be serious about it, I don't want to hear this song live, but I've got to acknowledge the fact that it was a good song that I did like at one point in time, but I'm just so fatigued on it. But to get back to the bare bones of the song, it is a good song. Uh, yeah, I don't mind the slow intro. Like Kirsty said, you know, this is kind of where it, it might not be the first time they did it, but you're going to have to start getting used to it because there's a whole lot more of it coming. And what I did like in this song, though, not so much the, the main riff, but I like the guitar in the verses, you know, just the, the heavier chords. And it's a good, I can see it's a jump along, sing along song. Uh, so I acknowledge it's a good song. I just don't want to hear it anymore. Not live. And I'll, I may take a studio version from time to time. I just don't know when the last time was, and I don't know when the next one will be. But other than that, it's okay. I just don't want to hear it, I don't think. I don't think I've ever been to a Maiden show and left during their performance. But Matthew, during his very first ever Maiden show, left during part of the performance. What was the song you left during the first one, Matt? Well, it wasn't what it wasn't to do with what the song was. It was to do with what I had to get. I was I ran off to buy some merch. But I what was I the had... but what was the song that was playing? That's I all I it. asked you. I chose a song where there was enough time that I could get back in time for the second half of the song. Which what I was really the name enjoyed. of that song? Okay, it was Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Fear I, I think uh I don't know. I'm a little surprised, you know, granted the album isn't, you know, it's not the great album that we wish it was, but I definitely feel like both of you are kind of underrating how good this song is, but I I didn't think I didn't think I did that at all. I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, you kind of acknowledged it, but it's like, I I, I guess I've, this is one, you know, like I said, I've poo pooed all over the album at many times, even, in the last five minutes, but like, this is a song I've never gotten tired of hearing this live. Cause as soon as you hear it, as soon as they start, as soon as that starts, you immediately think of that crowd on rock and Rio, you know, you can't, you know, and then, and because of that, they've almost made that the standard that yeah. when you hear this, that's what you're going to be singing live. You know, you're going to try to be singing, you know, Oh, no. you know the whole thing to make it better. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's better to it's better when you have a big crowd full of people doing it. I mean, it definitely gives you it. It might make your neck skin crawl. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's. I like I like this song. I think some of the I like more of the parts 
there's like, like to me the verses when the song speeds up i don't really like the the verses and the chorus the verses that he's singing in the sped up you know i like the slower part of the song you know and i like more of the guitar parts where you know where the i like the i think i like this song way better because of rock and rio i think before that i thought that's a cool song but after you hear it on rock and rio you think it's an amazing song is it really amazing? I don't think so, but it's definitely a good song. So now is I it ju- the guitar melody that's kept us around so long. Everyone chanting. Yes, them. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So just because that happened on Rock and Rio doesn't mean I have to do it every single right. time they do it. Yeah. Too. But I mean, it's a, but it's a, if you're if you're a band playing and you got a song that will do that live and everyone's going to do it live because you know Iron Maiden's best live album has this song on it and has that Rock and Rio crowd going crazy and singing all that stuff. I'm sorry. I, I get it. I do. I totally understand mm. why. And I never, when this song starts live, I never am upset. Like, cause my daughter knows it and she's going to sing, try to sing those guitar parts too. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good family song. Some people sing it with their daughter. Some people take their, uh, <laughs> take their, uh, kid to the can, you know? So, um, either way, either way, we skip a few albums before we get another upper echelon, Title track, Brave New World, Kirsty. Yeah, it's got a um, really cool intro, interesting lyrics, mm-hmm. and Bruce's voice has had an upgrade while he's been gone, so the delivery is to my taste. Um, this is where they started having one guitar playing the vocal melody, mm-hmm. and sometimes I don't like that, and I think Bruce is kind of tr- sort of fighting against it. Um, it works okay on this song. The chorus manages to not sound too repetitive, considering the lyrics, mm-hmm. because of what the music is doing underneath it. And mm-hmm. I really like the change of pace when the solos start. Okay. So, yeah, probably not top-notch, but, yeah, it's a pretty good song. Mm. Okay. Matthew? I will agree with Kirsty on this. Yeah, I like this song, and this is one where I can go back and forth on the chorus. So sometimes I do find it repetitive, other times I don't, but I really like the music in this, and I do like the lyrics as well. Um, and the change of pace and the solos in it, it's got a good energy. And so I wasn't really surprised when I saw them do this back-to-back you know, between tours, but I am kind of surprised that they didn't bring it back again after that at all. I kind of wish that they would. But no, I think this is a, a pretty decent title track. And especially, you know, after a few years, they, they changed their sound somewhat. Uh, but the guitar melody following the vocal melody, that's not really something I'm a fan of. Mm. But I can let it i can let it slide on this. But some parts, sometimes it, it can just become repetitive. But this is a good track. I really like the guitars following the melody. I think it's a really cool thing. I'm glad that the, I think... I know they did it a little bit in the past, but I'm pretty sure that's a Yannick thing. I'm pretty sure that's something Yannick. Because they've got three guitars and they haven't got anything for him to do, maybe. Well, but it, to me, I, I like it. But know that he was doing that with, yeah. with when it was a, when he was just in there with Dave, too. He was doing that with okay. uh, on the Blaze albums. Uh, I think it's I, just too much of it. I don't know. Mm. It, it, maybe too much of a good thing, maybe you mm-hmm. say. I don't know. I don't agree with that, yeah. but. I like it. All I can say is I lie. I like when they do that. Uh, this song here, you know, listening to it yesterday, I was just like, holy crap, this is an amazing song. It's much better than I give it credit for most of the time. 
you know, because I kind of sometimes the chorus you think of the chorus of a song and you don't think of it as being as great of a song, you know, kind of like if you're thinking of like longest day, you know, you kind of maybe feel that, or maybe the red and the black, you know, a song that like mostly is really, really, really awesome, except the chorus just kind of brings it down just a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way I feel about this song. Uh, I I think it's, you know, there's just, it's an amazing song musically. The, 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 the lyrics are cool. Even in the chorus, I think it's not too bad. It's it's there's others that are worse, but this, you know. I like it. I do like this song though. I, I like it and, and it got way up higher on my list after I had listened after Kirsty after I did what Kirsty told me not to do. Well that's the thing, because whenever we do rankings and I don't listen to all the songs first and then I hear them afterwards, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it's easier. It's definitely <laughs> it's so easier much when you better don't than listen. I remembered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it, it, it kind of jumped up a, a few spots after I did my, mm-hmm. uh, after I listened to everything. So what we have next is, uh, I'm trying to think of a line. Dance of death. Yeah, I was trying to think of a line from the from the song to say, but I, I slipped it up. So go ahead, Kirsty. Um, I think the guitars are really interesting in this intro, something really different. Um, the song paints a picture and... I think the string sound on the keyboard fits really well. And um, Bruce is on like full on story mode. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Yannick wrote this. It's, it's got a bit of a folk dance feel to it. <laughs> My absolute favorite moment in this is when it just changes, just as Adrian solo comes in. And I think the guitar melody between Dave and Yannick's solo is just really cool as well. Yeah, I like the song a lot. And it was good, good live as well. All right, Matthew. I don't mind it. Uh, I don't think it's a bad song. I kind of—I don't know how I feel about the little folky parts in this. Sometimes it doesn't bother me, and other times it's like I don't want to hear this. But I do like all the solos in this, and I said last week um, that Yannick's solo on this is my favorite out of the three on the the song, but it's also one of my favorite Yannick solos out of all of his solos. Uh, this Bruce has to be in his element singing about this. You know, he got to wear his little cloak at one time or another and whatever else he wants to change into. <laughs> and, you know, this song's not bad. It's just, I don't know. I, th- I think of Bruce being theatrical Bruce when I hear this song. And I only hear it live because I don't listen to this album. But I know it gets a lot of love from a lot of other people. So good on those other people. But for me, it's like, yeah. It's, I know it's a lot better than what I make it out to be. I just don't want to hear it. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's one, of abs- it's one of the absolute polarizing songs. Oh, I boy. Think. I have a feeling I have a feeling that it's, it's not going to sit too high on Matt's list, Kirsty. Well, well, something's be, got to be about it, hasn't it? It does. Yeah. I, I remember hearing this and thinking, you know, it's a little corny. Spinal Tap. Sure. And, but I remember when I listened to it on Death on the Road, the way the band all just comes in at just the right moment after that. You know, and I was like, wow, man, that just kicked it up like multiple. Like, I was like, this is badass. This is really, really cool. Um, And I think this is one of the 
best story songs, you know, voc- you know, lyrically that they have. It it's just tells a great, great story, a, a scary story, if you will. It's just, I'm a big, big fan of this song. I, I, it's a little, you know, is it, is it the typical maiden, you know, it's got some weird elements to it. It does, but man, I, everything to me, everything works. I'm still waiting though for someone to make a video of Yannick just, you know, there's like where there's videos of him dancing in circles. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for someone to just do a video of him dancing in circles and having the music behind it. And then he's just running in circles, you know, over and over and just make a loop. Yeah, Matt of, can't wait to see that video. Make a loop. No, but it'd be funny. You'd like, la- <laughs> you'd end up laughing till you cried if, if they made the video long enough, it'd be funny. But yeah, I like this one a lot. So, so that brings us up to, well, we skip an album, and then we go yeah. to Satellite 15, The Final Frontier, Kirsty. Yeah, this is um, so theatrical. I wasn't at all sure about the first half of the song at first, um, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, Adrian and Bruce, because it was originally sort of a draft, I can't remember the proper word, demo. Demo, yeah. And, um, but yeah, it conveys the fear of being lost in space really well. Um, I think the second half would be a great standalone short rocker, but I grew to love the whole thing as it is. Mm-hmm. And um, but I really like the energy of the first of the second half. It's got a great vocal melody and lyrics, good straight ahead rock song to sing along to, uh, with a great solo from Adrian. Okay. Good song. Matt? I'll give you the fact that Adrian's got a great solo in this. I really enjoy it. Uh, the intro, you know, I've come and gone on that, but I do not skip it. Uh, I do like, I know it's a little drum machine that they're playing with it, and I always think about it in the context of the live version because I've been watching in vivo a lot. And when I hear those last, you know, few beats, and then it launches into the song, it's like, oh, okay, it works so perfectly. Uh, I didn't care for the song itself when it first came out. I thought, oh, this is just standard, not throwaway, but just kind of generic. But the more I hear it and the more I've heard it live, the better that it is. I, I love the, oh, just there's a rawness about it, just pure rock. And I think Bruce does a good job in this. I like the power of it. And it's come a long way for me. But I think for me, this is a, a live track more than a studio track for me. But it's just solid, and I really enjoy it. I like the song as well. Th- th- I do remember, though, hearing the satellite, you know, since the satellite 15 part is the intro and the song, The Final Frontier, is this really should have been an Ides of March, Wrathchild <laughs> type situation where they should have split it but i remember the first time i turned on satellite 15 and i was just i was just kind of getting back into maiden at the time i was you know i just i shouldn't say getting back into him i just hadn't listened for a long time and i was starting to try to discover the newer albums and i remember when that started playing and i would just remember thinking what happened to these guys oh my gosh they've went off a you know off a cliff here this is nothing this doesn't sound anything like iron maiden and I don't even know that I made it through that. I just think I turned it off and just was like, okay, this album ain't for me. Like stupid, you know, just totally stupid to do that. But I, it took me a while to get back to it and go, let me give it a good fair shake and listen to the whole thing. And 
at this point, I'd say I love that intro, that whole, you know, where he gets to that. I tried to call the Earth's command, desperation in my voice and all that. I, I love that. I think you, he sells that very well, Bruce does. Um, you know, and you get through all of that. It, I think it's, man, I think that part of the song, I think I like the intro more than I, I like it. <laughs> I think I like the I think I like the Satellite 15 part more than I like the song The Final Frontier. There's some great guitar solos in it and you mm-hmm. know the the chorus is kind of one of those you know I do like it because it's on um uh, oh shoot what's it called uh, in vivo and I like hearing the crowd, you know, I like hearing the crowd sing it. But you know it's it's not I do like the song, but it's not it's just not, you know, upper echelon for me when you're talking about Iron Maiden songs. I just think the the storyline, but I do like the lyrics. I think that the, the you know, I, lo- I love the lyric where it says, "I've done more in my life than some do in ten. I'd go back and do it all over again." I think that's a cool line. Um, but yeah, I, I like the song, but it's definitely not you know as high as Matt will probably have it on his list. So, mm, gotta wait and see. You have to find out shortly here. This is a, re- this is a really hard task, ranking these tracks, too. So. It is. It definitely <laughs> is. Kirsty made it worse on me yesterday, like I said. So, uh, so Kirsty, what do you think? Well, well, you said you weren't going to do what I suggested. I, I, I know. I said I wasn't. <laughs> and I had, I had to mow the yard, and I thought, and I've got a big plot of land. So I was like, you know what? Let me just throw this on, because I went from basically Steely Dan to <laughs> this. So what do you have for you Book don't. of Souls, Kirsty? Okay, by this stage, matching matching intros and outros are in. And the intro sounds nice, but I don't know if we need it. But once it gets going, this is a great heavy riff. And Nico's got so many drums, mm. he can actually play along to it. Because <laughs> he's got all the different notes on his drums. Um, this song is majestic. Um, Bruce sings it really well. Uh, again, he's competing against the guitar playing his melody, um, and I don't mind it too much on this one either. The instrumental section has got a great little throwback to Lost for Words. There's lots of good solos on this song. Um, yeah, it's really good. There's nothing I don't like about it, except um, when it finishes and then that little intro, that little outro comes along. I'm like, oh, I didn't really need that. I thought it, was, <laughs> it, finished, it finished really well. And then that just came in like this little add-on that didn't need to be there. So apart from, I'm not sure it needed the intro and outro or to be 10 minutes long. Uh, I think it's a really good song. Wow. That's not quite what I was expecting. Matthew? I never really gave it much thought, the intro and the outro, because I like the whole track. I think it's a great track. And for me, yeah, as much as I like the time change and the music and, you know, Nico leading into the time change, for me, it's Bruce. This is all about Bruce. His vocal melodies, the number of vocal melodies that he's got is what sells this. And I love the lyrics in this as well. Um, but this, oh, when I saw them on tour for this, I think this is probably the standout track for me on the Book of Souls tour or Book of Snores, depending on who you are, <laughs> um, which I don't like. I don't... Although you're keeping it alive, I keep bringing it up. I know because I. There was a lot to see, though, wasn't there? Because he was like fighting Eddie during the song. Yeah, he was. And, you know, theatrics of that aside, it doesn't take away from the music at all. There's just so much going on in this song um, that I don't think there's a wasted note in this. You know, if you want to say the outro, maybe. 
like you know i can take it and leave it i guess but no this is this is one of the strongest tracks on that album and i think this is a very very strong contender as a top title track in the catalog i love it it is a very good one i definitely agree with you a little bit more matthew on this than i do with kirsty are you sure can you say that again I don't hear this yeah. very often. No, it does not every day, does it? Don't <laughs> worry. Don't worry. I don't have to say it again for Kirsty to never forget that. <laughs> She'll remind me of that next time you say something really stupid. So, Which which probably will be coming up really shortly. Yeah. So, yeah, Give it a minute. Yeah, give it a minute. So, yeah, for me, I, I think, I, like I said, I agree with you. I think the, the intro and the outro, it doesn't bother me at all. I think it's a good bookend. I think it's a good way to play it out and kind of. I, I, the song, the pace of the song is really, it's kind of cool. It's got kind of a marching pace, you know, that boom, you can almost picture, you know, the, not that you would, you know, picture the Mayan guys marching kind of like that. You'd, you'd think of more like the British army or something marching like that, but whatever it is, it's a great beat. You know, Bruce sounds amazing. The chorus is good. The verses are good. The melodies are good. Then the bit where the song changes the pace, where you know Nicodemus is almost, you know, and then they go into that fast part. That's really cool. I just think the song is is another banger for sure. I totally agree with Matt. I think this is one that is a contender, a definite contender for up near the top. So, how good is that for a title track this deep into your career? Yeah, to be like that, exactly. Exactly. And not only that, recorded while your singer is cancer. Yep. Yeah. The song melts, man. I mean, it's awesome. So so next, we have the final album, track uh, our 14th studio uh, song we're going to discuss here. The title track to Senjutsu, Kirsty. Yeah, the song's really different for them. Um, it's based around the drums, and they sound absolutely incredible. All the way through, they've got this military feel because it's about a battle and the slow, steady rhythm's got, got quite a sinister feeling. It's really dark and heavy. And there's lots of room because of the pace of the song for Bruce to really sing. And the chorus is anthemic. And I've heard people say that nothing really happens in this song. But honestly, um, it just holds my attention and I think feel like I hear something new in it every time I hear it. I think this is a really strong song. Matthew? I think it's interesting that you said there's something different every time you hear it, because I'll agree with that. Um, I really like this, though, and I was I was glad that I got to see this live you know, a few times. And it, it, sometimes it seems like a long track, and other times it's like, oh, that's over and done with already. But what I like the most about this is... Bruce is constant. He's just driving the vocal melody through the, the center of the song. Just keeps pushing along and along is how it feels to me. And I really, really enjoy it. But I've heard some people, I've read some things that it's boring or whatever. Or it's different. Yes, it's different, but different can be good. And I think that's where this stands as well. This is another good track so far into your career. It's, it is different. Imagine if they were just doing way. the same thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, pretty boring old world, but no, this is, um, I think this is pretty top notch. Yeah. Imagine if they were doing what the people y'all should make another power slave 14 more I, times, you know, come I on. I think some people might be happy with that. Uh, you know what? 
this is what you should be doing. The deeper you get into a career, of course you're going to experiment. You've grown as a musician and you want to create and you want to try new things and expand your boundaries. Otherwise, you know, go sit in the 80s. I don't care what you think. I want New Maiden. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and you might not like all of it because they've tried so many different things. Not all of it's going to be for you, but it's good for them. I'd rather have something fresh. Mm -hmm. They're not always picking up what Maiden's putting down. True. <laughs> yeah, this song here, I I love this song. I think it's an amazing song. Like you said, there, people can say, "Oh, there's not a lot going on," but there is a lot going on. There's lots. There's there's quite a few changes in pace of the song in the in the types of melodies that Bruce is singing, and and he really pushes hard in this song. You know that bit where he's like, when he says, "Like I think he says." He says, hear the pounding or something like that, mm-hmm. or hear the drumming or whatever it is. And he's just, I can't remember the words there, but he's just like soaring. And he did that live. Like they, I, I was so happy that they opened the Senjutsu. And Matt, I mean, I, you didn't have to rub it into Kirsty, did you? Or were you just, is that, oh, sorry. Or was that kind of one of those, hey, you got to hear hooks in you. I got to hear Senjutsus. You're trying to, Trying to like payback? No, no, I, I genuinely meant it. I loved hearing this, and because I'm not going to say whose podcast it was or anything, but I listened to one, and it was like, <laughs> okay, I don't really know what they were thinking by playing this first and all this sort of thing. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what you were watching, but oh wow, thought, someone said that. Yeah, I'm not going to go into who it was because I like the podcast, but I didn't agree with that opinion. Okay, okay, I don't know who you're talking about then. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is an amazing song. I love this song. Yeah, it, to me, it's like what you said. The song starts. It's a long song, but it's <laughs> it's it starts and it's over, and you're like, oh man. Next thing you know, you're you're into Stratego. You know, it's quick. It's it's it, it doesn't to me. I'm never sitting there kind of looking at my watch, going, golly, man, this seven minutes now. Golly, when's this gonna be over? No, this has such a great atmosphere about it. This track. Yeah. And there was a video recently. I guess it was from Instagram. But it was, and I know Kirsty has seen it. But it was Adrian sitting backstage playing the opening, playing the riff to this song. It was so cool hearing it just by itself. I was like, God, that's a great riff, and it was so good. But yeah, I, I, I myself am a fan. Where will this song rank for me? I have two lists in front of me, and oh my, <laughs> and talking about it, I'm feeling like I have Senjutsu too low. But it's hard to say it's a little too low whenever you have so many other completely great things, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna be I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna be messing my list up here a little bit. So let's go for it. So we're going we're gonna start with track or the fourteenth one. We're gonna council's order. Matthew, do you remember what council's order is? Of course, everyone remembers what council order is. We're gonna go from the lowest to the highest because it doesn't make sense to do it any other way. Correct. And you'll be in trouble if you do. No, I'm going to start at number seven for a change. Oh, we're going to mix it up? Yeah. Oh, boy. Get your pens and paper out. That'd be like a crossword. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my number 14 is No Prayer for the Dying, which is a good song, but it's probably my least favorite of these. Yeah, Kirsty, do you understand that number 14 is the lowest? Yes, I do. That was and a conscious stand by it. But this was never in any doubt. Like some of them I've moved around a few times, but yeah. I think you need to check your list. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, for me, I'll assume that you finished. 
I'm getting my breath back while I take into account what you've just said. Um, <laughs> I am going to say, not that I dislike this song at all, but I find it to be perhaps the weakest, and maybe that's because they were such a young band at the time, and I find it a simple song. While I, I do like it in a live environment, uh, I think that the track Iron Maiden is probably the weakest within this list. doesn't mean it's a weak song. But something has to be last. Iron Maiden. Yeah, my bottom three were my bottom three from the get-go. When I made my first list, I never wanted to... There was a little bit of thought on on my number 12, moving it up a little bit, but I never did. But um, my number 14... Probably won't uh, give Matt peace of mind. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my number 14 is still life. Is it still, still life? It's still, still life. It's always been literally from the get. Like I started out with Iron Maiden and, and at one point Iron Maiden was my number one. But then killer, yeah, but then killers, oh, okay. then killers came along and bumped it. But still life was always the lowest because as soon as I put still life in there, I put it under those. And then as I added songs, things moved around the way they moved around. But still life was always um, giving away your number 13. No, no, no. I mean, I'm stuff. I'm just saying I started from the first song Mm -hmm. and just started making my list as I go. Still life was always at the bottom. It never like the best it could have ever been. The highest it was was number uh, four. I think. Yeah, that was their fourth album, right? Yeah. The highest it was was number four. And it just, every other album that got added, it went another loss lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Well, I'm genuinely surprised at both of your choices because I honestly thought that we would all pick the same that I did, I made. You're really surprised that I put Still Life down there, Matt? Come on. I I honestly was. I honestly thought that we would all be in agreement on at least this one track. I think we're, I think we're all going to be in an agreement on our number one. Ooh, That's deep. possible, isn't it? I um, think so. It might be the only time. It's going to be tough, um, though, because from I from what every, from what everyone said, I don't think my, I'm going to match up much with anybody. It sounds mm. like yeah, you're sounds Kirsty. <laughs> gone rogue on this ep- <laughs> Kirsty on this episode. You're going to be the horse shot guru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it was> bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you have at number 13, Kirsty? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, the Book no. of Souls. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to be kidding me. Matt, don't say another word. Let's just hold out on her. Golly. I'm just going to leave it there. I can't believe you know. I thought the first choice took me by surprise. I, I don't know. That's like a, a hit to the uh, red I'll, basket. I'll probably come. I probably come towards the top, yeah. I did not expect anyone would ever put that. Golly, Matthew! Hang on, hang on, Kirsty. Now I know what is it like lunchtime there. <laughs> She's hungry. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably getting low sugar. Low is, sugar. Oh, is that what it is? I can I can get by on that. Oh, Either that or your mm. tips. Mm, mm, mm. 
Jeez, that's a big call. We're going to have to go this one alone, Matt. <laughs> that's the sort of nonsense that I would throw out usually. It really is. That's that's what I would expect from Matthew, Kirsty. Come on. I tell you what, I think my stock's going up right here and now. I should just quit blowing my head. Kirsty, how many stiff drinks have you had before this? Just a cup of tea. <laughs> you. What would you put in it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she had a bottle of Jack Daniels with a cup of tea. Gee. All right, Matthew, what do you have at number 13? God. No, but I, I can't. That would be like a sound bite if ever I've heard one. Book of Souls, second last. The Twitter people, they'll mm. love that. That'll be fodder mm. for them. Um, so I quickly was dancing around with my choices and made a change. Oh, oh. oh did I give it away? Yeah, Dance of Death, oh. second last. Well, you said dancing and made a change. I thought, oh, he moved it up. Okay. No, I had it a little higher, and then when we were talking about it, I was like, no, I'm going to drop it down. Wow. So, it, uh, too spinal tappy. Yeah, It makes you think of the, the movie and the little Stonehenge part. Good musical section in the middle, I'll, I'll give you that. Matt. That's all I'm going to Kirsty yeah? had Book of Souls at 13. Yeah, that's just. I can't, I still am not. I'm lucky for some. <laughs> this is going. This is going to be a really. This is really going to be. A, I have a feeling it's going to be really all over the place now. Golly, Kirsty's usually kind of the rock. You know, she's the one that stabilizes everything, and now it's like the rock has uprooted and thrown itself into the sea. <laughs> Walk the plank like the talisman or something. You know. Wow, I'm, feel, I'm feeling a whole lot better about my standing within the the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you're gonna you're the new administrator apparently. <laughs> uh you know I had you have to run to Facebook, fill. Matt. Uh-oh. Oh, I, I don't even know how to work Facebook. Translator, Matt, I'll make you the translator. We'll do the translator instead. So, so I, right. I, I think Matt will be pleasantly uh not surprised, but I think he will be pleasant to hear that my number thirteen is the eponymous song Iron Maiden from the first album. Mm, it's close. It's it's like you said. It's a good song. It's fun to hear live. But eh, you know, I, look, it, it it doesn't matter. You're you're on a list of literally thirteen, twelve. Yeah, you know, I'd say you're. There's a lot of really great songs here. So it's it's not. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to be way up high. I mean, it, golly, Book of Souls at thirteen. I still can't get over that. Wow, really? Because I'm looking at my list and seeing where it's at and going. Wow. Okay. I think you. I think you put Blaze in hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Cur- yeah. Curse. Did he see your list a couple of days ago or what? <laughs> he saw. <laughs> not uh, even one of his songs. That's not even a. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So. Uh, what? Okay. Anyway. Thirteen. So, um, number. Am I number twelve? Mm. So there's a lot probably upset everybody as well because I know there's a lot of people's favorite song. Um, oh boy. But it's Fear of the Dark. Okay, that's that's more understandable. But it's okay, it's above Book of Souls though, which is totally. It's only one over it, but like, Book wow. of Souls is fine. I like all of these songs. Yeah, Matt, what do you have at number twelve? Well, it's nice to have you back, Kirsty. You went Hi. Been missing for a little bit. Uh, I too have Fear of the Dark. Mind you, I did also make a change to this list just a second ago before. Mm-hmm. You said that. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll acknowledge it's probably a good song, but within the context of this list, it sits above Dance of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Good to see we've got a match. Yeah. Well, I think this is where I go off the rails for you both. I'm sure. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta first off ask Kirsty, are you sitting down? Of course. Matthew, are you sitting down? Oh, well, I am sitting down. Are there handles on the chair you're sitting in? No. You might want to just grab the bottom of the chair while I say this. Okay? Right, okay, okay. I'm Matt, ready. Matt, get ready. Are, are you sitting on your hands, Matt? Is that? I was, I was actually. You might yeah. want to sit on them again because... It's cold where I am and I can't mm. afford a heater. I just My number 12 <laughs> is probably going to kill Matt oh, oh. and Kirsty. Yeah. My number 12 is Killers. Oh, that surprises me. Yeah, it's a bit sad. A bit disappointing, really. Choice like that. So low. But still, mm-hmm. what can I say? It's no book of souls. What can I say? It's not much better, accordingly. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Depending on who you ask, I guess. <laughs> so uh, how about number 11? Okay. Well, I mean, you'll probably not be too unhappy with this pick, Steve. I'm going for still life. Okay, yeah, a little too high, but yeah, it's way too high. It's over Book of Souls. Oh my gosh, I'm sure Matt probably doesn't have a problem with that, but well, he might. I've got 99 problems, and that's not one of them. Okay, what, um, what do you have, Matt? So, like I said, this is really hard to do. So, there's some quality tracks in places that I would not usually want to put them, but sure. in this case, uh, I've had to put something somewhere, and it was going to be Brave New World for this. And really, the only reason this is so low is because the repetitive chorus. I can take it, or I can leave it sometimes. Mm. So, I put it put it down a little lower at number eleven. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So I think both of you will be pleased with my number 11. It's fear of the dark. So it's kind of, we're all pretty close on that one. Number 10, Kirsty, what do you have at number 10? Well, I'm very close to Matt here. Um, I've got brave new world. And um, I guess Mm. if I hadn't been mad and put the book of souls (laughs) at 13, then we would have been matched up. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's okay, you're back now. <laughs> cool. Okay, uh, I, I have a feeling this one, based on what y'all have said so far, I have a feeling this one might upset you both as well. But like Matt just said, there's just there's a lot of great songs. We're getting to the point where everything here is, uh, well, of course, we don't agree on everything here, Matt, because... Uh, you already have Dance of Death lower than I do, and you and Kirsty already has Book of Souls. Good Lord, lower than both of us. So, my number ten is one that's obviously lower than either one of you have it. I have Satellite Fifteen, The Final Frontier at number ten. Okay, what did Matt have at number ten? Matt had Brave New World. That's what I. Yeah. So that was number. Ten. So, so that's a match then. For who? Because I had Brave New World at ten. Okay, okay. I don't celebrate those. I only celebrate if someone matches with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah, good job, guys. Y'all put a great song. Ooh, I'm Thank gonna get, you. Thank I'm, you. It's late where I'm at, and everyone in my family's probably in bed. I'm probably beginning a text, another text from my wife here momentarily. Mm-hmm. I'll just open my texts up so I can see it. Um. 
that will be number nine now. Number number nine, Kirsty. Okay. Well, this is a, a you know it's a tricky one because it's a new one and I'm never quite sure where this album and the song sits. Um, but I've put Senjutsu at number nine. Mm. Okay. Matthew, what about you? So for this, uh, another tough track because I like it, but it had to go somewhere. Uh, Final Frontier. Okay. Okay. So close to where I have it. Uh, and I have a feeling, <laughs> here's another one. I have a feeling that I will be the only one to have this song. Well, I know I'm the only one to have it this low at number nine, but I wonder where this will fall for either of you guys. Number nine for me might would have been more appropriate at number six, but my number nine is the number of the beast. Okay. Number eight, Kirsty. Uh, number eight. Um, I've got dance of death. So um, obviously I like it quite a lot more than Matt does. Obviously. Sounds like Matthew number eight. Oh, after some deliberation on this one, because I really didn't know, I went it higher, but then I'm looking at the other things, and I'm like, yeah, I probably can't do it. But I've gone with Sinjutsu on this particular pick at number eight, uh, with with a sense with a with a sense of guilt at having it here too at this mm-hmm. particular position. It's hard. It's hard because there's so much other good stuff. It's it's, and I think the fact that it's a newer song makes it a little. That- yeah, a little bit of that did come into it on the pick. Like, if you, you think about a song like uh, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and you think we that song has been with us for what, 35 years this year? So mm-hmm. it, it's easier to kind of negotiate that one, but even though it was not easy to negotiate for me, um, yeah, that makes sense. So for me, my number eight, I, this one might make Kirsty happy to hear. My number eight is also Dance of Death. <laughs> so there we have it. There's our match. I'm still, I'm just still really bummed, Matt, about number her thir- number thirteen. <laughs> Golly. Mm-hmm. I can't. Okay, get ready. Get bummed about my number seven then. Uh oh. Uh, I didn't know what to do with this song. I kept doing all of their rankings, and then this one was just floating around because. It's kind of simple, but it's also iconic. Mm. Um, I've just got Iron Maiden, and I just put it at number seven, so it's in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's your your list. Obviously, it's a little higher than I would prefer. It's definitely higher than yep. Matt would prefer. So we're we have a united front here, thirteen and fourteen and seven. I think we know who wins, right, Matt? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to guarantee anything or make sureties. Uh, for me, though, another tough pick, but I'm going to go caught somewhere in time, which I'm sure we hire for some, but not for me, as much as I like it. Enough said. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, I didn't mic drop. <laughs> You did. Everybody else did. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. I mean, I think we're pretty much up into the. It's hard. Yeah. Massive quality songs now. 
Because now it's like the little, it's the nitty gritty things that are splitting yeah. hairs now. <laughs> Sorry. Do you think Steve's had a little bathroom break? My number seven <laughs> has two different pronunciations. Some people call it Senjutsu, and some people call it Senjutsu. I go with Senjutsu, but my number seven is close to the horseshot guru's, uh, <laughs> uh, Matthew, the horseshot guru, of course, number seven. So uh, that's how long it lasted. He was he had six spots to not be the horseshot guru anymore. Mm. So that puts us in the top six here, so... What do you hold on a second? Hold on a second. Hold on. Songs that I have in my top six so far, I have two. I have two songs in my top six that no one has named. So good sign. Two good songs, then (laughs) I got six of them up here still, but yeah. What you got, Kirsty? Number six. My number six is The Final Frontier. Okay. Mm. I won't begrudge that. That's 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 a good song. It's just it get quite. I, I know um, George would have it higher. That's his favorite song of all time. By Iron Maiden. Yeah. I imagine his favorite song of all time probably has vocals that sound like this. <laughs> I don't know. It's got a Judas Priest podcast. It doesn't sound like Rob Halford. What you're doing? Mm, yeah, but he's at a he's the festival yep. he's at this week is like a. Mm. Like they invited me to go to that last year, and I was like, "It'd be cool to meet all y'all." But like, there was literally, I think Night Demon was there, and I would be interested in seeing Night Demon. But I was like, literally every other, there's no other band that I would have the slight bit of interest in seeing. Wasn't Smolder there? <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you there's have? No at- other band he had any interest in seeing. Yeah, Matt, what did oh. you have at number six? Did we? Did Did you say this already? Uh, did I? Did I? Did I? What was the last thing I said? I don't remember. Somewhere I said somewhere I, in time. I just said my number six, and I'm pretty much going first every time. So yeah. you haven't. I'm at number of the beast. Number this six. One? Okay, that's that's the best placement you could have had. My number six is six six six. Oh, I didn't didn't even realize that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I only thought about it because I all I wrote down was six six six. I didn't write down the the song. So you're number six. Okay. My number six, I guess. I must be the, oh, shoot. Hold on. Let me look at my other list. No, I'm making a little bit of a switch here. My number six, I, am I the highest person with this? No, no. Matthew still hasn't named it yet. My number six is, actually, I don't know. I can't remember who said this. My number six is Brave New World. I just, I made an audible and then I changed it oh, again. Oh, we had it number 10. Yeah, that's right. So I had it at number six. So cool. And it, it like I said, it jumped up a few spots yesterday. Like when I was listening to it, because I had it a little lower, and then I listened to it, and I'm like, man, this song is way better. Like when you hear it, like I just thought, oh man, so good. So it's my number six. That's the number ten for y'all. Okay. So man, so now now we're in the top five, and top five. I still have two songs nobody has named. And mm-hmm. I, my number five, I can't remember. I think pretty sure one of you. Oh, yeah. Never mind, Kirsty. You ruined that opportunity. So go mm-hmm. ahead, Kirsty. What's you got at number five? Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. 
And, you know, it could be higher, but yeah. I've just put it there because, like, top five's pretty tricky. It is. It is. It is pretty tricky. Uh, okay. Matthew, top five. Number five, what do you got? Uh, I have Power Slave. Okay. Power Slave at number five. I mean, we are in the top five, and these are all really good songs at this point. So it's kind of hard to begrudge anyone for Mm -hmm. having it that low, Kirsty. But uh, Mm -hmm. my number five is I'm really starting to wonder about Matt's number one. (laughs) I'm curious. I don't want him to lead anything if I say it right now. But my number five is No Prayer for the Dying. I think that's an amazing song. It's been with me for a long time, you know, for what, 33 years. You've been really big into that album lately, haven't you, I think, as well? I I just, you know, checking it out and, you know, I haven't really listened to it lately. But, uh, Mm. but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I want, I've been craving listening to it, so it'll probably get some play this week. So no prayer for the dying. So that leads us to our top four. What do you have at number four, Kirsty? The number of the beast. Okay. Okay. And everybody else has said that already, haven't they? Yeah. Matt had it at yeah. six. I had it at nine. And you had it at four. Matthew, number four. I am going to go with still life. Cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I can't do it like you do. <laughs> oh, you want me to do it on the spot? Nope, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. okay. But it's in you. It is in me. It's in Matt. Try it, Matt. Go for it right now. Oh, I must have been on mute when I tried that. Oh, do let's it. Move let's move along. Oh, Matt. Come on. <laughs> Embarrass yourself a little for the show. It's worth it. Uh, you know, what? I'm trying to keep myself from being embarrassed right now because I have a glitch that will surely be exposed soon enough. So, no, I'll save that for okay. the humiliations coming up. Okay. As, as if it couldn't get more humiliating than having your number four be my number 14. Okay. Okay. Uh, of course, I'm not the be-all, end-all either. I don't want to pretend I am either. I just... I like always having fun at Matt's expense. Really? No one would ever know that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, but I don't want to come off as one of those people either that, that they're like, Oh, well, well, who does he think he is? Uh, my number four though, I'm sure Matt, that Kirsty will be very upset with my number four being that it's nine spots higher than it was <laughs> for her. My number four, obviously, is the Book of Souls. Oh, of course I don't have a problem with that. I uh, find that a very interesting pick at this point. Yeah, I know you haven't mentioned it yet, so mm. still haven't mentioned it yet on number four. So uh, Wow. So, yeah. and Yo, You're just doing this to make me feel bad. No, no, no. Here, I'll, t- uh, I'll tell you where, it up. where it b- <laughs> On my other list, Book of Souls was at number six. So, okay. So it was a tad bit lower. 
Uh, and Dance of Death was at number four, whereas on this list it was number eight. So, sure. Well, you said my number three quite a while ago. Okay. Oh, I guarantee my number three is Killers involving an axe, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I had that at number 12. So, I, I knew that would be an upsetting one for everybody. When I started saying it, I was like, they gloated on, and I like it. I like the song. It's just, mm. you know, I even had Fear of the Dark higher than that. What does that and, say? Um, nobody else will remember, but we've done another episode where I put the number, the number of the beast above Killers. But okay. then when I was listening to it, I had to swap them back around. Kirsty, nobody would have remembered that if you hadn't said it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the only one that would remember that. Kirsty. I did it. Uh, one of my very, 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 very first episodes I ever did on Iron Maiden was on the Final Frontier. No, I did one called "The Worst Song on Each Album" or whatever. The worst of Bruce Dickinson. The worst song on it. On, on Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna prove something here. What did I pick off of the Final Frontier? I don't know. Was it coming home? Oh. Uh, Maybe where the wild wind blows. Yeah, I can't remember either. I just <laughs> no, but I, I I do remember that you picked Stranger. Yeah, that's what I was I was just about to say. I was like, <laughs> I know there's one that you really remembered, and it was Stranger in a Strange Land. I've got I got a little more. I actually got a couple of emails on that one too. Back those like the, some of the very few emails I ever got about my show. Yeah. So, uh, um, but I gather you've changed your mind since then. That's fine. Yeah. We all do it. Yeah, it was just a bad. I'm a, it was just a bad moment for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, so now, so early in your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so we've gotten all the way to number three, right? We've all done our number three. Mm-hmm. So that brings us. Well, uh, do you want to just go with number two or number one? Do you want to do one and two right now, Kirsty? No, I'll do two and hope no one's paying attention, hey? I'm definitely paying attention, but uh, go ahead and do number two. Uh, My number two is Caught Somewhere in Time. Hold on a second. I hope that you're about to say what I think you're about to say. We skipped number three. Thank you. Okay, because I... I was going to say, have we? But everyone seemed like... I'm sorry. Not to join in and say that... I said <laughs> they hadn't done it. Okay. Uh, so now I've butchered your list a little, Kirsty. You just did number two. Sorry. Yeah. So Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I am going to also do my number two. So, Matt, tell us what your number two is, and then we'll do number three. That'll leave. That'll be some uh, drama. What? It'll throw the counselor off of his uh, game here a minute. I tell you what, it's thrown me off because I was making changes to this list, and yeah. somehow I'm sure I've missed the track, and I yeah. don't know which one it is. So, but my number two is Book of Souls. Book of Souls, okay. Wow. Mm. You, you, I, you know, I thought that was going to be, until a few moments ago, I had that at the top, and I thought we were all going to be in agreement on, on that. Book of Souls? Yeah, uh, I thought okay. that was right up there. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to look at my list and see what you haven't mentioned yet. You haven't mentioned uh, Killers yet, I don't think. I know I haven't, and that's why I'm wondering what's gone wrong. Fear the- because you wanted Final Frontier. I'm just looking through my list to see if it's a song he hasn't mentioned. Uh, no Prayer for the Dying? You haven't mentioned that yet, have you? No, I know I haven't. Can, we, can we have Matt's number three? Uh, I know there's one other one. Yeah, he does have another. He said he said uh, Book of Souls for number three. 
Did I get missed in the shuffle? No, my number two was Book of Souls. Okay, number two was Book of Souls. Uh, you also haven't said another album. Well, hang on a sec. Do you, I'll run backwards from fourteen upwards. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Because I, I'll do a recap. Because I've been trying. I've been scrambling for eleven songs now to see what's going on. So my fourteen was Iron. Hey, Maiden. why don't you do this? I'm gonna say what yeah. my number two is. Go through the go okay. through the catalog in your mind and find each song on your list. Yeah. And you'll get you'll you'll sk- you'll eventually get to one where you don't have it and you'll go, oh. And then you can I'm not yeah, I haven't got duplicates on here. Just like I said, quietly do that. I'm gonna talk about my number two really quickly uh-huh. while you're doing that. My number two, Kirsty, mm-hmm. is a song that you already named a little bit lower, and I was quite surprised that it was that low. Oh, no, 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 no! I I have two lists. This is falling into such a shambles. No, 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 no! It's just, this is more fun listening for people. <laughs> it was originally my number two. Then I redid my list and made it my number three. But when I was looking at this list, I was like, no, I'm going to change it back on this one list to number two. So my number two, I don't remember what you said. Your, what would you say your number two was? Caught somewhere in time. My number two is caught somewhere in time as well. Mm. <laughs> I, I originally had it. Well, that was a, that was a massive build up. Yeah, I'm, I originally had it at two, then at three, and then I was like, when I was looking at it, I was like, I'm moving that back to two. I just don't want to do it on the keyboard right now while I'm in the middle of this. I'll screw something up. Uh-huh. So that leaves us to your number three, Kirsty. As if that's not confusing. Yeah, my enough. number three was Killers. Okay, okay. Done it. Killers and uh, I'm I'm not sure if I should be asking Matthew right now if he knows what his number three is. <laughs> well, my number three on this list at the moment is No Prayer for the Dying. Okay, okay, fair enough. I can I can not can argue that. Have you figured out your snafu? Not really. No. Oh boy. Okay. Well, because I've got two tracks got... that I haven't mentioned. Yeah. Well, there's only mm-hmm. we only have one more to name. I know. That's why I'm wondering how I missed the track. Well, I, I can guarantee you I know one album you haven't named that neither one of us have named either. Uh-huh. That Kirstie is going to tell us in momentarily. But my number two, three, God, I got the numbers. I'm looking at it one way. My number three was Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, which Kirstie, you had that at like number five, I think. Cool, yeah, I know, but yeah. sometimes it's been yeah. like my second favorite song. I don't. Know. Yeah, it was it was it was a tough <laughs> one for me because originally I was like, "That's number yeah. one," and then I'm like, "Well, wait a minute, our number one is going to be our number one." I was quite sure that mm. that that would. So Matthew, just play along here, Kirsty. Mm-hmm. What is Matthew's, mine, and your number one song of all the title tracks? Well, yours and mine is definitely Power Slave. Do you know something I don't know? <laughs> I, I know that I know that Matt's a bit confused. Oh, Matt named Power Slave already, didn't he? Earlier on, yes, I oh, did. Oh well, what Kirsty? What should his number one have been? <laughs> Power Slave. Yes. All right. So, uh, Matthew, that leaves you out there hanging. What, what do you got? <laughs> So I know what I've got at number one, and I know what I've got left over. So I'm going to ask a really silly question. It's after midnight. Have I mentioned Seventh Son? 
No. no. Have I mentioned killers? No. no. Then how do I have two spots left? Um. Yeah. Kind of. Are they your? Are they your joint number one? No, they were. Okay, was... okay, Matthew. I'm gonna delete my list as you tell me. What was, your number fourteen was Iron Maiden. It was. What was your thirteen? I mean, I uh, Dance of Death. Uh, Dance of Death. Uh, next one. Fear of the Dark. Uh, next one. Brave New World. Okay, hold on. I'm doing this. Uh, Brave New World right there. Okay. Final Frontier. Um, okay. Senjutsu. Oops, hold on. I'm going slower. Okay. Sen got that. Caught somewhere in time. Okay. Number of the Beast. Um Okay. Power Slave. Okay. Still Life. Uh Okay. What would have been my number four? Huh. Killers. Killers. Okay. My my number three, No Prayer for the Dying. Okay. Uh, my number two, Book of Souls, uh-huh. which would leave me with my number one as seventh son of a seventh son. Indeed, that's fabulous choice. Can't go wrong. Okay, and you're that's you're just... saying you have another space left over? No, no, that's it. Okay, that's all of them. No, that's it. <laughs> you're... Did you have numbers written next to them? I didn't. Okay. No, so I, well, I think I think somewhere around number ten, maybe we got a bit confused. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Maybe. You know. Yep. Here, you, anyway, here, here's what here's what's going on here. If people don't already got it figured out, I guarantee you, Bruno could tell you what's going on here. <laughs> it's a tired podcast by tired people. <laughs> by tired people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, you know. And it's the middle of the day for me, so yeah. But it's it's a tired episode made by a tired a tired (laughs) band of podcasters, right? So, so uh, I think uh, that was interesting. That was interesting. I think think hope we can all still be friends after this. (laughs) But uh, I I was pleased. I I was pleased. That was a lot. That was fun. That was fun to kind of the fun parts to me isn't even talking about the songs on something like this. It's going through the list and seeing how off the wall we are on, on our, on our pick. So, but it's not being off the wall. It's just, this is a really, I've said it before. Some of these rankings are really hard to do because there's not much. It's almost like splitting hairs on some of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think, I mean, it's not like of, the top five is all probably as good as each other. Really? You just got to find something. Yeah. It's just, but yeah. I thought, uh, so Steve, I thought you were alluding to the fact very early on, that we were all going to end up on Book of Souls. So when Kirsty came out and banged that right down the bottom, I was like, oh, that's a nail in that coffin. I did not see that coming anyway whatsoever. I immediately thought Power Slave, because once I put Power Slave on my list, it never moved. Oh, it always stayed at the top. Yeah, same. I had I had Power Slave at the top and no prayer at the bottom mm. the whole time. <laughs> that's disappointing as well, so having no prayer at the bottom. But, but I, but no prayer. It's not but, like I don't like it. Yeah. Are there any uh what would you say? Controversial or outlandish picks? Uh I mean, sorry, Kirsty aside. <laughs> yes. uh, are there any outlandish <laughs> or controversial picks in there? I don't think there are probably worse. probably me having killers at number twelve. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. But then everyone knows that it's not pro- your favorite. Maybe maybe album. me having still life at number fourteen, Matthew. Yeah, but it's kind of it's a Steve pick if ever I've heard one. Well, yeah, like just just like Matt putting 
hooks in hooks in you in a, in a in a top three songs on peace of mind you know just like matt not including aces high two minutes to midnight rob and the ancient mariner or power slave in his top three none of those songs made it so yes but think about the it's a very strong th- album it is <laughs> well that's that's true that's what i come down to. i know well, you know? i know but here's here's what here's what i'm coming down to he likes to stick up for the underdog he song. does maybe so. i do appreciate that about him so but all that said, we have accomplished what we came here for. Chaos. Chaos, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to tell each of you thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. It's been fun. Well, it is. Good yeah, to talk to fun. you again, Kirst. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So cheers, everybody. Good night. Cheers. <laughs> have a good one. Adios. <laughs>